Welcome back to the Walking Well Podcast. I am your host, Jalon Martz, and I'm super grateful to be back and be talking with you guys. Um, I hope January is going amazing. Um, I hope the past couple weeks of talking through how to make the most of our new year have been really fruitful and really encouraging for you. So today, as promised, we are talking about transitions and Life is full of transitions, really. Um, I wish people would have told me more of that as a child, adolescent, as I was coming up, because I think dealing with transitions and changes has been one of the more difficult aspects of life. It's been kind of like, oh, I get a rhythm. Whoa, that's changing now? Hold on one second. Wait. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, so... I think it's really helpful, especially as we hit a major transition, the start of a new year, to sort of talk about how to move through transitions well, how to maximize and make the most out of a transitional space. And, um, you know, you're going to find yourself in so many transitions in a year, you know, whether that be a move, a change of job, relationship dynamics kind of changing. Um, a lot of times you deal with, as you get older, you know, shifts in your body. And, and let me tell you, that has been interesting as someone who like was always active as an, a teen and now I'm kind of like not uh, or, or working to become more active again. It's interesting to sort of see how your body shifts over the years and how like, wow, okay, I cannot eat like four slices of pizza at 11 o'clock and not be dehydrated in the morning. That's so interesting, you know, um, <laughs> found that one out the hard way. But um, I kind of want to give you guys some lessons that I've learned, some things that I've um, really just gained from walking through the transitions that I've had thus far in my life. And so um, one of the really poignant truths that was actually given to me um, really helped frame how I look at and see transitions. And that was that life is just a bunch of seasons smushed together. Um, And that meant a couple of things for me. It meant that this is not going to last. Where I am now will not always be. Um, but it also meant <laughs> that, um, you know, at some point I, I will miss the space. Um, and so in one way it was hope. It was like, okay, if this is a really, excuse my French sucky transition, um, it's okay. It'll end. But at the same time, you will continue to encounter the same situations until you learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn and, and gain from it. And so, um, it's really important to learn the lesson so that you can master the season. It's an encouragement to to move towards mastery. Life is a bunch of seasons smushed together. There's something for you to learn and something for you to gain and something for you to enjoy in every season. And so why don't we move towards mastery so that we can actually cooperate with the season that we're currently in? So that's the first little lesson. The second lesson um, that I learned was to not tense up in or at the unknown. So I'm one of those people that if I don't know what's coming next, it is like anxiety provoking for me. It is one of those things where I can feel my body literally tensing up because I just don't know. And I don't like not knowing and not knowing can mean so many things that I don't like because I don't know. And then I feel like I can't prepare myself like mentally, emotionally. I don't I have no idea what's coming. And it just like sets me on edge sometimes. 
Um, but that's one of the worst things that you can do in transitions um, to tense up to, in other words, bury your head in the sand, you know, transition. <laughs> it it pulls, it stretches, it demands more of you. Sometimes it, it, it puts pressure on you. And um, it's important to learn how to flow. It's important to learn how to not allow transition to take you out of your game. Um, and I think sometimes transitions sort of can come and interrupt a rhythm that you feel like you have, can come and interrupt your comfortability or just your level of functioning. Like you feel like you know what's coming next and you can kind of build a regimen around that. And transitions a lot of times kind of remove you from that space and take you out of that. But um, to tense up, to bear a head in the sand, to avoid, you know, looking at what needs to be done, what needs to be evaluated and all of that because it's new or it's unknown is not helpful. We, we really do the opposite. We waste time. We kind of, we inadvertently um, don't cooperate with the season. We're uncooperative and therefore we're unproductive in the tensing up and the hiding and the avoiding and the acting like, you know, it's not happening. Um, but when you face, you know, the unknown, when you, when you turn around and sort of go, all right, this is what it is then the Spirit of God can kind of come in and, and, and give you the wisdom that you need. Um, and so that kind of leads me into my my third lesson. You have a covenant of guidance as a believer. Um, as a believer, you've been given the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, who is the advocate, who is supposed to lead you into all truth. John 14, 15, um, talk about that often. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, is our standby. Um, Romans 8 talks about the goal of the Holy Spirit. We don't know what to say. The Spirit within us prays groanings and things too deep for utterance. Um, and so you've been given the Holy Spirit. You have a covenant of guidance. And so um, you can lean on the Holy Spirit. James 1, you know, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally um, and upbraideth not. You have a covenant of guidance. And that's really one of the beautiful things about um it's really one of the beautiful things about being in relationship with Jesus. There's this sort of interplay of I have a complete lack of resources and know-how and he has an abundance and a wealth of resources and know-how. And so when you kind of marry your lack and his abundance, you are provided for. Um, and that's really beautiful. It's really beautiful to to be led, you know, to be led by someone who knows the ins and outs of your situation. Um, and a sort of Another side nugget to this one would be that um, God is too big to mismanage your life, and he's also too big and too good to allow you to mismanage it either. And so we can lean not on our own understanding, um, you know, Proverbs 35, lean not to your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths and make them straight and plain before you. Um, you have a covenant of guidance. I encourage you in transition to lean into that, um, to lean into that covenant of guidance that you have with the Lord. Um, one particular verse that has been really, really encouraging to me as, you know, I've stepped into a lot of new things, not just this year, but in the last year, um, has been to um, really dig into this whole idea of God know, God has and knows everything that I need <laughs> to know and to have. He has all of that in his hand. And so I want to read you guys the scripture. It's Isaiah 45, and we'll start at verse 1. So this verse is basically a um, sort of prophetic word given by the Lord to Cyrus, who was like a Gentile king. 
Um, but it says, <clears throat> this is where the Lord, this is what the Lord says to his anointed Cyrus, king of Persia, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him. And I will ungird the loins of the kings, disarming them to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and level the mountains. I will shatter the doors of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hoarded treasures and the hidden riches of secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. And I just love that verse. I've actually really been simmering in it for the past couple of days. Um, But that verse has been so um, loud in my spirit because I think when we find ourselves in transition, we find ourselves in change, whether that be job or relationships or money or just any sort of change, it can feel like we have all this pressure on us that we've never really had to deal with or walk through or or weight that we haven't had to lift at the level that we've had that we're being asked to lift it now or, or the weight's heavier than it's usually been or you know it's just flat out new, brand new, and we've never had to do what's being asked of us. And it can feel overwhelming and insurmountable. Um, but I just really want to encourage you Trust is your best anchor. It is the best lead foot in transition. And it's the best lead foot because when you know that God is for you and not against you, um, when you know your father's heart for you, you can walk in confidence through the unknown. A lot of times the unknown is daunting because we feel like we're in it by ourselves and we don't know, you know, if God is for us, is he going to come through? Are we going to get what we need? Are me and my kids going to be put out of our home? Are we going to lose everything? You know, we the enemy is like spinning the story of doom to us because we don't know our father's heart for us. You know, the scriptures and knowing the scriptures is so important. It is so important to have a sound relationship with 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 the word of God, um, because it is the final authority in our lives. It is the corn, you know, it is the cornerstone. If Jesus is the word of God made manifest, if everything you've seen him do is a reflection of the father, then it's vitally important for us to know our word, to know God himself, um, because you know, the scriptures tell you his heart is good towards you. His goal is to bring you to peace and a hope and expected and not to bring you calamity, um, that he has overwhelming goodness planned for you, that he places light in dark places, places for you, um, that he sent his son to show you the, the immeasurable richness of his heart and the kindness of his heart towards you. Um, and so then you can sort of settle yourself down and know God is for me. You know, God is with me. God is, he's not bringing me to the precipice to push me over the edge and see me die. Like that is not what he's doing. His heart for me is glory to glory and strength to strength. It's that I would rule and reign in this life as a king or a queen. You know, I'm a king and a priest. You know, he's, he's shown you how he would expect you and how he'd want you to live through this life. John, 10, 10, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. The thief, however, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so it's important for us to have a strong bond and connection with the word of God. John 15, yeah, John 15, one through five, one through six, you know, speaks about that. Vitally, being vitally united to God is paramount because it is how we live. With Apart from him, we can do nothing. And so trust, trusting God, trusting his heart for you, trusting his character, trusting his nature, knowing his ways um, is important. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with people who have really interesting views on God. I remember a couple of years ago, I was in a Barnes and Noble sort of talking to this guy and, you know, he was like, God can do whatever he want. You know, if God wanted to blow up the earth, he could totally do it. You know, and I was a young believer. I was, you know, 
I was zealous. Obviously, I love Jesus, but I didn't have understanding. And so I was kind of like, man, wow, that's a crazy thought, you know, and didn't really challenge him. But in coming to know God, you know, God has ways, um, just like every, you know, we're made in his image, right? And so you know how your significant other or how your child or how your mother maybe likes a, how they like their room, how they like a space to be straightened, or if they can live in utter chaos and disarray. Like, you know, the people closest to you's ways, you know, their ways, you know how they are, you know, what ticks them off. Um, you know what makes them happy. You know their favorite dessert. You know things about them. They have ways. Um, and God is the same way. God has ways. And so it's important that we know God's ways. It's not just, you know, he's God of the universe. He's, in, he's impersonal. Um, he's a very personal, very close at hand God. Um, and so you can trust his heart view. You can trust that when you ask him for something good, he doesn't give you a stone or a snake or you know, something other than what you asked him for. He's a good father. Um, and so trust is your best anchor. It's your lead foot in transition to know that God loves you, that he cares for you. Matthew 6 is a really great place to park out, to park out in and really just study that. If he cares about the sparrows and the flowers of the field, which are never seen, um, how much more does he care for you? And it's, that's an unveiling of his heart for you, that you can trust that God is a, is a good father. He's a good parent, better than any natural parent. And so when you walk through transition, when you walk through the unknown, when you walk through things that are difficult, you can can know that he hides you under the shadow of his wing. Protection is his heart for you. Psalms 91, another really great place to park out in transition um, to know God's heart for you. And just, you know, and some, and if that's hard for you to understand, hard for you to believe, maybe because you've heard some erroneous things about who God is, or maybe natural parents didn't line up with that, man, I just encourage you to sit down in the word and just renew your mind to that because that's truth. You know, the, the word has to be the final authority in our lives. And we have to have zero resistance to what the word says, um, because all spirit, all scripture is God breathed and it's useful um, to instruction and correction. And so, that's that's the final authority, you know. Jesus said, "Not a single word that God has written that has been written in in the in the scriptures is going to pass away." And so, it's here, it's truth, and it and it's unending and it's unerring. And so, I just encourage you to renew your mind to that truth, even if that hasn't been your reality thus far. Um, I encourage you to reach for God's highest and His best because that's what's in His Word. So there's that. Um, my next point would be to let your roots go down deep. Um, a lot of times, like I said, when we're in transition, it feels like a weight we have never had to lift before. Um, and we feel inadequate and we feel unprepared and we feel exposed. And that's not really the goal of transition. The goal of transition is to, to allow us to reach a greater potential than we've current, than we've known in the past. And so. Yeah, you may feel like, wow, I don't know that I can do this, <laughs> you know, and that's where you get to folding and to tensing up and to burying your head in the sand. But I want to encourage you to allow your roots to go deep into him. And by that, I mean, embrace the not knowing, but turn to your father and go, God, I don't know how to do this. I need you to show me. I need you to teach me. Can you be wisdom? Will you be beside me? I'm a little bit nervous. Can you just be with me, comfort me, encourage my heart, you know? allow your roots to go deep in him. It says, the scriptures say that when we are weak, God is shown strong. He's shown strong in our weakness. And I just liken that to when you know you don't got it, but God comes through and makes you look stellar. Like that is his strength being shown in your weakness. His grace is sufficient, you know? Um, and so don't be intimidated by the not knowing. Don't be intimidated by your own inadequacies. God is shown mighty on your behalf when you're, when you're humble enough, when you're honest enough to say, I don't know, 
I, I don't have it. But Lord, I know that you have it. You have unending resources. You've seated me in heavenly places far above everything with a name. You've given me and gifted me everything that pertains to life and godliness. So I'm going to reach into my spiritual resources, tap into that and believe that you got everything that I need. You've got the wisdom. You've got the people. You've got the personnel, all the favor I need. You've already gone ahead of me. That's what Isaiah 45 was saying. It was saying, God has all the resources. God has moved on whoever's heart needs to be moved on to make whatever connection that you need to get you whatever resource that you need to put you exactly where you need to be placed. Um, Paul, Paul talked about, you know, in that in the moment that someone requires an answer of you, believing that God is going to speak through you and give you the words that you need to say and to deliver right on spot. That's the Holy Spirit's work. That's the God that you're connected to. That's the God that you serve. And so I encourage you, we have this phrase um, and it's place a demand on the Holy Spirit. And we don't mean like, give me what I need. You know, it's more like, Lord, you've got resources there. I'm, I'm, I'm asking to withdraw from that account, to receive the resources that you've placed, aside, you've set aside for me. Um, and so place a demand on the Holy Spirit. Begin to believe God to do things that you've never seen in your life done before. Um, Isaiah 43 is an amazing scripture about the Lord creating deserts or creating streams and deserts. It's saying in places where it looks like it, whatever you believe for is impossible. It's unlikely. It's unlikely that you could be fruitful in this place. It's unlikely that you could thrive in this new um, school or this new roommate situation. It's unlikely that you would rise to the top in this new position in this new company. It's unlikely that you'd be the best stepmom ever. It's unlikely. Whatever you think, whatever the enemy is telling you is unlikely. Believe God for streams in the desert and in the wilderness because that's that's the God that you serve. That's the picture that he paints for you in his word. And again, that is the ultimate truth. And so be encouraged in that. Be encouraged to reach for that. Be encouraged to to, to place a demand on the Holy Spirit to withdraw from the resource, the unlimited resources of the Holy Spirit that the Lord has set aside for you to see those things happen for your for your life. Because, man, when God is shown strong in your weakness, he's shown to be a God high above every other false God, every everything else that people elevate above him. And so he gets the glory in those situations. And God is always here for the glory, right? He's always here like, excuse me, hi, there is nobody like me. There is nobody worth worshiping but me. And so put, man, put the Lord on display in that, you know, I, I don't know Jesus, but you know what? You know, <laughs> and I need you to help me know so that you can look good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so there's that. Um, the other thing here is to be, um, to be wary of relying on your intellect. I just... Man, when you're in transition, the the best thing to do is become like a child. Become like a child and be like, again, that posture. And, and it's an inward posture. It's not like a, a false humility. It's like a father, teach me. You know, one of my favorite scriptures um, is Psalms 25 because the, the writer is just, con- Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me this. Teach me this. Teach me this. Show me how. I don't lead me in this way. Lead me. Like, it's so good because I think sometimes as Christians, especially when you feel like you have some years in the faith and you, you've got this down pat, like, it is so beautiful to find yourself in a place where you don't know because it almost takes you back to the roots of your faith when you were a young believer and it's like I don't know nothing but I'm here and I love you you know it's almost like God can do so much with that posture of humility because he can but he can do so much with that posture of humility um and man even if you feel like I've done this this is a lesson that I know be sensitive to what God is saying to you in this specific place and context in your life. Um, Because a lot of times the Lord is trying to get to the underbelly of something. He's trying to get to another layer of an issue that maybe you feel like, yeah, I have seen this a couple of times, but God is always trying to to bring you into deeper levels of truth, into deeper levels of freedom, into deeper levels of compassion, of understanding and revelation. And you need the posture of a child. You need the posture of humility to be able to get that and to, to be brought and shepherded into that. 
Um, and so don't rely on your intellect. Don't sit back and go, no, nah, I know how to do this. I, you don't know. You don't know. Just rely on the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord to teach you and show you uh, because ultimately that's the most profitable posture. Um, next, I would encourage you to be gracious with yourself. Um, I know firsthand that whenever I try something new, whenever I find myself in a new place, I want to be a perfectionist. I want to knock it out of the park, even though it is my first practice at T-ball. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but (laughs) be gracious. I had to learn how to be gracious with myself in transition um, because progress is little by little. And I know that that feels icky sometimes that you've got to kind of learn slowly, but um, God is not surprised at the pace of your learning. Um, if you find yourself reaching and you fall short, God is already, he's already made provision for that. He already knows that that's not a surprise to him. And so, um, again, be gracious, be gracious with yourself, be gracious with yourself and change, be gracious in, with yourself in and learning to lift a weight that's a little bit heavier than you're used to. Um, take care of yourself. And the times, again, you know, we've talked about self-care. You guys know I'm a proponent of self-care. You know, how are you talking to yourself? What are you saying about who you are in the midst of transition? You know, watch, you know, getting offended at God in transition, man. That's one of the, man, that's one of the most potent offenses, being offended at God. Um, cause it, it causes like a, a, a you separation. Like you step back from him and you start eyeing God with suspicion. Like, can he be trusted? Is he really here for me? You know, and all that kind of stuff. But man, like guard your heart and make sure that, you know, you're not letting offense get up in there and make sure that you're talking to yourself and speaking to yourself the way that Jesus speaks of you. Um, if you need rest, rest. If you need exercise, try to get it in where you can, you know, walk. If you're used to like being able, having enough time to go to the gym and now you have like only 30 minutes and that's not even going to do it. Take a walk, learn to be flexible in the midst of transition um, and be gracious with yourself. Be kind, be compassionate. You're learning. Um, and then I would definitely say, have your face pointed towards the Lord. Hebrews 12, one through two talks about running our race. Um, but it mentions specifically that he is the author and finisher of our faith, that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And so know that, um, you don't have to rely on your own strength. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Um, talks about it's the spirit on the inside of you, God's spirit working within you to give you the desire and the ability to do and be what is pleasing unto him. Um, and so trust the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, partner with him, respond to the Lord's leading, respond to his promptings, respond to his tuggings, um, because you're working in tandem with him. You're partnering with him. You're cooperating with him to, to really, it's like this sort of like, seed harvest soil type dynamic where when you respond to the Lord's voice, you get a little water, you get a little root, you get a little sunshine, and eventually you're going to grow into this beautiful tree that has its roots planted by the rivers of living water. Um, it brings forth fruit in its season. And it's not bothered by heat or by drought, you know, and, and that's what the kingdom of God is. It's supposed to be this huge tree that the birds of the air can come and, and take rest in. And so the Lord is constantly trying to build you into this magnificent, um, piece of art, but like just this functional piece of like life for other people so that the fruit that, that, that you bear from being responsive to him, um, people can come and taste of and see that the Lord is good, you know, and, and then be turned and, and, and repent and come to understanding and come to light and have their being holy flooded with light and have the revelation of the gospel and meet Jesus. Like it's just this whole like give and take process where God is trying to bring as many people as he can into revelation, into light, into understanding, into bearing fruit. Um, 
for his glory and for his kingdom because he loves people. He loves you. And so in transition, know that God is for you. God is for you getting it. God is for you having understanding. God is for your muscles being built um, so that you can carry the weight and show how good he is um, because he's good, you know. And so my final thing to say um, to give you my little last nugget for transition um, is this transition stretches remain supple. Um, and so I just encourage you guys, you've got a brand new year. It's January still, um, remain supple, remain hearing God, you know, keep your posture open and sensitive to what God is saying to you and be gracious with yourself. Don't rely on what you know and where you've been, but really have an open ear to hear what God is saying to you in this right now season. Um, it doesn't last forever. The season will end. The transition will be over. You will eventually catch a rhythm. And so, you know, be encouraged, be encouraged to master where you are. It's little by little. Um, God is holding your hand through it all. And so I love you. Make it a boss week. And um, we'll talk again next week, guys. Bye.